I got a girlfriend that's better than that. Ooh. This is really funny. But first of all, you're listening to the real world on CITR 101.9 with Dam- Dora and Dama. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about why this is funny. And we're broadcasting live from the unceded territory of the Musqueam and Coast Salish people here on UBC Vancouver campus. Yes. Now, it's really funny that we played this song. It is really funny. Okay, I don't... What was the song and who was the artist? Okay, so that was uh, the Talking Heads' Girlfriend is Better Than That or just Girlfriend is Better? I think it's just Girlfriend Girlfriend is Better. Girlfriend is Better. Yeah, from from the Stop Making Sense, like, DVD CD thing. It's so cool. It's... uh, They're live... They're live show thing. It's good. But this is funny. It's funny that we played this. (laughs) Because the theme for this week's episode is... Brad Pitt! We love him. And uh, something we, about... We yeah. like him. Yeah, well, yeah, we like him. Uh, <laughs> we like very strong. We, we like him enough to do a show about him. Um, but, but, something about his personal life. Yeah, oh. so, um, I find this pretty funny that Dama brought this up because if there's anything the past few episodes of Real World have um, brought to light, it's that Dama knows nothing about Western pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Um, she had an inkling. <laughs> she had a, a little tingling in her little, like fingers. Yeah. Um, but um, Brad Pitt famously left Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie. So she is His the girlfriend, girlfriend who's better. Who's better. Ah! So mean. I'm so, so funny. Rude. I'm so funny. But also, I think it's funny because I was gonna be like, "Oh, guys, I've got a boyfriend who is better." And it's Brad Pitt. I don't even like him that much, but <laughs> here we go. For a second, I was like, Dama's not dating anyone. <laughs> like, my boyfriend, Brad Pitt, is better, is better than, than your boyfriend. Than anyone's boyfriend. Fair. I mean, yeah, probably not true. <laughs> but, you know, it's still a thing I can say, and no one can say anything about it. Unless they call in and want to tell me, no, in fact, my boyfriend is better than you. Yeah, call in and have us, like, fumble trying to pick up the phone. Yeah, and then insult try. Dama. <laughs> yeah! What a good time. I love that. I really um, love that time. So that song is from Stop Making Sense, which is like a pretty famous um, Talking Heads tour yeah. documentary. Yeah. Um, but in it, David Byrne is wearing this massive like light linen suit. <gasps> so good. Um, so good. And Iconic. I had the amazing suggestion that Dama should be like, that'd be a good Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Dama, what are you going to be for Halloween? Okay. So I'm super lazy and you me i know crazy <laughs> crazy but i also love halloween so Aww. it's it's difficult because i never have time to make a good halloween costume but i love halloween so much um and two years ago for christmas my parents got me this skeleton onesie so i was like i'm going to wear my skeleton onesie and then uh, with the black lipstick that i won in last week's beer garden cry baby beer garden Woo-hoo. last week so much fun we had prizes. What it were the prizes? Really Halloween makeup. You're welcome. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Dora. But also, can I just say, hands down, I won that contest. N- you did not. Not hands down. That it's was not, hands down. Th- there's like one hand down and then one no. hand high-fiving me. Two for having, <laughs> for having a great a great face. <laughs> yeah, but it's... <laughs> I looked like divine. Okay, should we explain? During our halftime game, uh, watching watching Cry, Cry Baby, Baby, we were like, okay, here's a bunch of Halloween makeup. Contestants, you need to make your models look like John Waters characters. It was a John Waters your face off. Yeah. Um, and I looked pretty identical to Divine. <laughs> The famous, infamous drag queen who John Waters made a bunch of his movies with. Mm-hmm. Everyone else looked beautiful. But okay. they didn't look like John Waters. Characters. I did not. I looked like a John Waters character. D- I have a picture. In I'm gonna literally go- what universe? I think he- whatever. Okay. The You're- listeners just have to take my word for it no, that I was. Just, <laughs> just take my word. Anyway, the point is. I, but I didn't get any makeup. That was my point. Why didn't you? Because I didn't take any. Okay, well, I took the black lipstick. And everything else that was left over that no one else was taking. Nice. So I was like, well, someone has to. So I did. And I'm going to, like, use the black lipstick to do cool, cool Skull skeleton stuff. things on yeah. my face. So that is the plan. Sweet. Yeah. It's a lazy costume, but well, it's it works. <laughs> what are you doing for Halloween? 
Um, my friend Charlie is having a party, oh, yeah. so I'm going to her party. Charlie is also on the Film Stock Student Executive. Yes, she is our social, social coordinator. coordinator. Social coordinator. That is her role. And if you want to meet Charlie. So it's very <laughs> fitting that she's hosting a Halloween party. Because if, she's on she's the Film Sock Exec? No, because oh. she's social. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, everyone on the Film Sock Exec, just everyone hosts a party. Yeah, that's just what we do. Um... But yeah, she's she's social. She's hosting a party. She has a really nice big house cool. with other people. So it's a, it's a fun time. What are you going to be for Halloween? Oh, get ready. This is a true saga. So Oh boy, I'm ready. Dora Duber, uh, promotions manager of the UBC Film Society and vice president of the CITR Student Executive. Okay, so that's a little self-promotion right there. Cool, no, that's I was, fair. I was <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, that's fine. I was prefacing why it's important that I'm going to be literally anything so you're welcome um i'm gonna be carrie bradshaw because oh, i just got a necklace that, that has is. my name um in cursive it's like a gold necklace and i'm gonna be her because she started that trend and she is the main character of sex in the city um, literally the only reason why i'm being carrie bradshaw i don't really like sex in the city no i have never seen sex in the it's city. really outdated yeah that's sad yeah but great fashion nice um so i'm gonna be her tonight and i'm going to switch at fortune and then i'm going to my friend's show party and then tomorrow night i'm going to redgate covers of the crypt and so loki's um album release celebration and Mima Weem at the cobalt and i'm gonna be bella hadid from homeboy's gonna like get it that it's is. a meme it's hilarious it's a meme yeah because it's meme ween so you like have to, you're supposed to dress up as a meme oh okay okay that's cool okay so I'm, pretty, I'm really stoked okay can i just very quick on memes apparently like you're aware of my bad eating habits dora see yeah okay listeners i have terrible eating habits <laughs> i eat like a six-year-old child that's yeah Dama either eats like a six-year-old child or like a grizzled like veteran who just is like i'll just eat anything you know (laughs) yeah so i i I like chicken nuggets a lot (laughs) that's i'm i'm into chicken nuggets and the other day i bought 30 of them because burger king does like two dollars for 10 chicken nuggets so i was like yes i'm gonna get 30 like (laughs) that's a good thing to do and i took them to my lab and then this girl was like are you having chicken nuggets for lunch and i'm like yes oh how dare she judge she she was judging me i'm like ah and then Weeks later, she's like, oh, I saw a thing about a chicken nugget party and I thought of you. So in the lab, people think of me as like the chicken nugget girl now. And that's a thing. And my my roommates are now always tagging me in chicken nugget things on Facebook. Funny. So like apparently that's like a meme now. Like Dama being da- you Dama in <laughs> chicken nuggets. I'm a meme. You I'm should go. You should go to Mimoween as, as yourself. As myself with a little, with a little uh, talking, talking. Bubble. No, just bring a bunch of chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken nuggets. <laughs> Don't give it to anyone. Yeah. And you just drew me. And drew me the other day nice. with just like looking distressed, saying, "Guys, someone made fun of me for eating chicken nuggets again." Aww. It's like, yes, it. Real quote by Damak. Damak It was intense. Um, but yes, that was memes. That was our Halloween plan. This, this is important because it's a teaser for next week's episode. Ooh, we realized, both of us realized at some point <laughs> this week that we probably should have done a Halloween episode today. Um, it was too late. Whatever. We said we were doing Brad. So we're doing Brad. And like, in my brain, Brad is like a pretty funny Halloween costume. <laughs> like brad and angelina that's hilarious yeah you could like that would be a savage like friend group costume brad angelina and jennifer aniston oh that would be oh really i'd be into it i would do that and like someone else is like ellen or something <laughs> but um yeah we realized we should have done a halloween episode and that's like fine because it's not halloween week technically yeah technically next week is halloween week it may be halloween weekend but it's not halloween it's not halloween week yeah, there we go. There we go. So on Halloween, we will do our Halloween episode. Halloween episode. Yes. <laughs> we really went for it. Yeah. Okay? I think we did. I think it was worth it. Um, so, but yeah. I think it's funny being a... We can talk about this next week, too. But, like, film is, like, really lends itself to Halloween and costumes. Yeah, it does. Like, that, it's a pretty referential holiday. <laughs> That's you. Thank you. Um, but focus up, hey? Focus up. 
Thelma, why did you choose Senor Brad? Okay, it was very much, I was like, huh, I need to think of something. And whenever I think of film, I think of Fight Club. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we already did an Ed Norton episode. <laughs> so we got it. And we already did a David Fincher episode. <laughs> so what else can I connect here? I was like, Jared Leto? No. Helena Bonham Carter? No. So I was like, Brad. Straight up Brad. Straight up, just go for it. Also, I really wanted to watch Moneyball. So I was like, you know, this is this is a good way to get into this. Funny. So Brad, that is why I did Brad. That is what we're doing today. And I'm going to talk about my movies. <laughs> what did you watch, Dama? <laughs> okay. I think the first thing that I need to talk about, as always, when talking about, yeah, you know, Fight Club? Club, yeah, yeah. The first thing that I talk about <laughs> I whenever. Did so I, like, saw that we were doing Brad Pitt, and I was so excited because I think Brad Pitt's just a fascinating celebrity, and that's, yeah. like, where I was coming at it from. And uh-huh. then I was watching a movie, and there was a reference to Fight Club, and I was really? like, this is why Dama chose. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Topic. My movie is not what we're talking about. We're talking about this movie first. Oh my god, okay, I'm so excited to hear about Dora's movie. Anyway, I'm going to talk about Fight Club first. Let's talk about Fight Club. So, as I was saying before we came into the episode today, I have watched Fight Club at least 15 times. This is Dama's fun fact. It's my fun about fact herself. about myself. I've like, watched when Fight you, Club. When you go around at the classic icebreaker, it's like, hmm, name a fun fact. Have oh, seen. I like lived in Milan. Dama's like, I've seen I've, Fight Club 15 yeah. times. And <laughs> I love chicken nuggets. <laughs> and I love That's chicken That's a new fun and fact. And more than once in my life, I have bought 30 chicken nuggets at a time. It's happened twice. You. It's happened twice. Anyway, um, so Fight Club, Fight, a classic, classic David Fincher movie, which is just about this, the narrator, unnamed narrator, living his life, being an insomniac and like hating everything about his job and the monotonous routine of consumerism and capitalism, probably. Um, so he Maybe. Just- <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> Call in if you know. Yeah. So he starts going to these, like, not resource groups. What are they called? Like, grief support groups? groups. Yeah, support groups for people with, like, different diseases. So, like, a cancer support group or, like... And, like, terminal diseases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, people that are about to die and they're just going to, like, feel better. And he has nothing. He has none of that. But he starts going to these groups and that, like, makes him feel better, which is, like, really weird. Along the way, he meets Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter's character... What's her name? Marla. Marla. Mm-hmm. Meets Marla, who's like also not sick and going to these groups. And he's like, mm, stop doing that. And she's like, no, you stop doing it. So they split up weeks. Eventually, something bad happens to his apartment. We don't know exactly what it is, but there's like an explosion. And he meets this man, Tyler Durden. And Tyler Durden spins his life into something crazy, including a fight club. Um, not gonna give details. Because, yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers for Fight Club, because Fight Club is fantastic. I've been talking to so many people who have not watched Fight Club, so I've been bringing up my fun fact a lot. Like, are you aware that I've seen Fight Club 15 times? <laughs> Did you know? Are you aware that I am judging you for not <laughs> having watched Fight Club at least twice? That is what's happening. I've only seen it once. Terrible! Judging! Sorry. Judging. Well, at least you've seen it once. I'm probably gonna watch Fight Club again soon. Because I've recently come into knowing a lot of people that haven't watched it. Now, that's unacceptable. I'm going to have to sit down with every single one of you individually and watch Fight Club. What about Brad? What about Brad? Like, what do you think Brad offers to okay, Fight Club? Brad is Tyler Durden. And fun fact about me and Fight Club, other than that I watched it 15 times, is I didn't like Brad before I watched Fight Club. I had this thing with Brad and Leo DiCaprio. I was like, I don't get why people like them. They're just pretty. That doesn't make a good actor. And I hadn't actually seen any movies with them. <laughs> I was young. I was like 13, okay? Okay. Yeah. I was like, no, people just like them because they're pretty. I hate them. They're bad. <laughs> and then I watched Fight Club and I'm like, oh, but he's a good actor though. What do you think <laughs> of Leo? This makes sense. Leo, oh, what did I watch that convinced me about Leo? Probably, probably something. <laughs> probably a movie that, that he, was he was in, in. yeah that <laughs> probably checks out for sure <laughs> yeah. maybe catch me if you can mm, um yeah. but i'm not sure i'm not sure about that at all mine was oh just romeo and juliet oh inception i 
Inception is the of one that... Of course it was Okay, Inception. it was the first Leo movie I watched knowing who Leo was. Dama, you're a parody of yourself. I love it. <laughs> it me. <laughs> it me. Um, so yeah, I think like Fight Club is just a fantastic movie. And like Brad Pitt plays Tyler Durden, who's just this completely like no rules player type of character. He like doesn't follow <laughs> and then he doesn't rules. play by the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He like doesn't care about society. He wants to like break down this like routine culture that people have like living their lives and not being satisfied by them. And he wants to like shock people into living real life. Um he also has an amazing uh, amazing amazing fashion sense in this movie i think like okay in the last scene he's just wearing this like large coat with um a tank top that has like porn on it like i don't know if you've ever like noticed this but tyler durden in the in the last few scenes of fight club is wearing literal pornography on his tank top. That's sweet. Which I think is so cool because he also like splices pornography into 35 millimeter film um, as part of his job. He just like projects and then he's like, oh, I should put a penis here in the middle of this Snow White family movie is what we're doing. So that's, I like his fashion. I like everything about his, not everything about his character. He's a terrorist. Um, I like a lot of things about his character. And yeah, it was the movie that actually convinced me that Brad Pitt is like a legitimate actor. (laughs) Because until then I was like, he's just pretty. That's all he is without having actually watched any of his movies. And then I was like, yeah, no, no, this is good. This is fine. Yeah, his career is like pretty interesting because I think like fight club came pretty late yeah in it well yeah. not like really late in his career yeah like still he, was, he was movies. still young and sexy but, but um like his first big movie was interview with a vampire which is like <laughs> a freaky movie but also like he's just like gorgeous in it like mm-hmm. the whole point is that he's pretty and then he was in seven with morgan freeman uh, which is a really freaky seven. movie i have thoughts about um, seven. yeah i watched it for a different episode that we did um oh did i talk about my thoughts about seven because i probably i definitely talked about my thoughts about seven okay um and but again he was just really handsome yeah um i think handsome detective but i think that his career is interesting because um and this like definitely is reflected in um fight club is he was really thin and kind of stringy but Mm. muscular too um like he was kind of like a compact um but, like, still thin person. Yeah. So he played this kind of, like, stretch out, strained, and, like, wired type really yeah. well. Um, but he could also, like, then be really pretty. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird because none of his characters are ever, like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, de- he does not play okay characters. They're all going through some kind of strain that just, like, I think is reflected by his how, physic- how he looked physically mm-hmm. at that time. So, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But, yeah, he likes... He likes playing people that aren't okay. But it's funny because he um, aged, and when people age, their body, like, finally settles into how it's finally going to be. And he actually ended up, like, quite stocky yeah. um, and, like, broad, which yeah. was not his body type yeah. um, at the beginning of his career. So I think it's funny that he was able to, like, like, that. I think definitely that contributed to him, like, his career changing from, like, pretty boy to, um, like, serious acting. Yeah, yeah, the things he does now yeah yeah that's cool um so those those were my fight club thoughts do you want to tell me about the fight club reference in your movie i really need to know yeah so this will be a tease um i um am uh i love celebrity culture yeah so much um so i watched um mr and mrs smith okay is the movie where he met angelina jolie didn't know that Mm -hmm. yeah and then i watched by the sea which is a movie that came out in 2015 um that angelina jolie wrote and made with him and that came out towards the end of their career um and i think that both of them are quite reflective of the period of their relationship so i'll talk about that in a little bit but before that um we're gonna play parameter by puritans off of their album autonomy you're listening to the real world on catr 101.9 fm we'll be back soon
save the date for Pivots and Spins, Access Gallery's annual auction fundraiser on November 18th at 7 p.m. Promising to be Access's most exciting auction yet, Pivots and Spins features spectacular work generously donated by over 50 local and international artists, including Eli Bornowski, Daria Ake, Cindy Machizuki, Kathleen Ritter, and Sandra Semchuk. Complete with handcrafted cocktails, organic BC wines from Summerhill Pyramid Winery, Pilsner from Steam Whistle Brewery, works expertly framed by fine art framing, and music organized by CITR 101.9 FM. Check out www.accessauction.tumblr.com for more details about contributing artists, the silent auction, and live auction works. Indigitization is a program that provides resources and training for First Nations and Aboriginal organizations throughout British Columbia. Come out November 24th from 1 to 4 p.m. in room 2311 in the AMS Nest for a three-hour workshop that will engage participants in a conversation about the unique context of working with Indigenous cultural heritage materials, as well as introduce the tools and equipment necessary to digitize audio cassettes for long-term preservation.
we're back on the real world on CITR 101.9 FM with Dora and Dama broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory. Um, we just listened to Wastewater by Fuzzy P, and just before that, we played Perimeter. Um, by Puritans. Mm-hmm. Th- these are both fun choices of music because uh, Puritans is my is my ex roommate Ian's band. I love you, Ian. You're not listening. That's fine. Um, he's cool. I I miss him. And Fuzzy <laughs> P is ex UBC Film Society exec Joey's band. Yeah, we also love him. Yeah, and so much him. love. Yeah. Um, last week I called him Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. I'm so sorry. I'm I so- promise I know him. <laughs> Do you? And have spoken to him Do you really? Times. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But we are talking about Brad Pitt. The Bradster. The Pittster, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? He's a Brad Pitt stop where I'd get my tires changed. Oh, terrible. Okay, we're going, we're actually going to the radio content now. <laughs> so Dora, Dora watched two movies. I did. Um, so we spoke a little bit about um, Brad um and fight club and like his career pre-fight club which was kind of like stringy and aggro super aggro yeah actually that's such a good way to describe brad pitt's career like up to fight club and including fight club so aggro like definition of an aggro filmography explain what aggro means oh just like (laughs) violent and like hyper masculine and like but also like um he like Stringy. worked yeah but he worked a lot with like mental illness like that yeah. was something that he explored in his acting yeah um so like like violent but not only but like gory as well like yeah. it wasn't like only just like punching people it was like people with little self-control yeah like bludgeoning people yeah yeah so that's Brad. That's Brad. Um, super cute. <laughs> the cutest. So cute. <laughs> um, I, as we mentioned earlier, um, for those of you who don't know, Brad Pitt used to date Jennifer Aniston. They were the '90s white power couple. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible <laughs> way to put that. Let's rephrase. They were um, white. a very strong white couple and they were also happened to be a power couple in the late (laughs) 90s and early 2000s (laughs) um and they were like the queen and king of hollywood um but then 2005 brad shot the movie um mr mr and mrs smith um came out when i was still like living in buffalo new york i went to see it with my friend matthew he loved it I was like, okay, I had a huge crush on Matthew, so I was like, oh, yeah, I love it, too. <laughs> um, didn't get a lot of the jokes, but... Well, that's fine. I thought it was... I told myself it was good. Um, I think it's, like, four months later, Brad left Jennifer, started dating Angelina Jolie. They got oh, married. Rest is histoire. Until a couple months ago, when Brad and Angelina broke up, Bradgelina is no more. Yeah. Um, but not before having multiple kids together, and they were together for... At least yeah, a long 12 time. years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also watched By the Sea, which is a movie that came out in 2015. Um, and it's about a couple um, who go to France and they're really, they've been together for like 14 years and they don't love each other anymore. And there's like drug abuse and alcoholism and they're all sad and reflective. Yes, truly. Amazing. Um, so... I'll just jump right into Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, let's go. I don't so, Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. <clears throat> that m- movie's really fun. It's not, like, a piece of cinema, for sure. Um, but Brad and Angelina, like, are both, like, high-level, like, assassin spies. Um, but they work for competing companies, and neither of them know that the other one is a spy. Mm. Um, and then um, they find out, and... It's actually, like, the whole conspiracy, whatever, and it's just a lot of, like, fighting and um, guns. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's, like, essentially it. Vince Vaughn is in it. I was really frustrated with this movie. I watched it with my friend Claire. Um, And it's, it's like, weirdly packaged as a feminist film because Mm. 
Angelina Jolie plays like a strong um, female spy character who like isn't like works for an all female spy company and oh. like they're all really like badass and have technology and like blow stuff up and but like look really beautiful when they do it um and like from that perspective like it that is like a strong message like for women or for like young people Mm -hmm. young female bodied people maybe um but it was so sexist (laughs) it was like so bad like um so at the end of the day the like growth that happens is so it starts out and they're like a couple who are in couples therapy because their relationship is in trouble they've been together five or six years um and like in their not spy life so like in this like performance that they do for each other and the rest of the world (laughs) they're really unhappy um and part of like the film posits that like an explanation for this is that um Angelina is so cold and calculating and so professional and doesn't actually let her like have any emotions Mm. which is like so weird and then but Brad is just like fine yeah Brad is like so chill Angelina Jolie's character has killed 312 people and like that's like her like in her professional life and Brad has killed like high 50s low 60s but they're still presented as like equals in the profession Mm. which is like not true and like brad keeps messing up and keeps being really sloppy and like um he's like you gotta trust your instincts and like yeah instincts are important but also she has killed like six times as many people as you why don't you let her lead like she's clearly better at her job than you but like um, at the end, there's, like, a point where she's, like, there's nowhere I'd rather be than, like, here with you. Like, she, like, sheds her professional, like, mask. And, like, that's the triumph of the film. And it's, like, um, hmm. actually, like, the relationships are hard and it's a two-way street. And Brad is, like, equally unfulfilling to her as, like, her, like, cold exterior is to him. Like, it's not like she's stoked on this marriage, you know? Like, <laughs> it was just so frustrating. Especially because, like... It was presented as this, like, wow, like, look at the strong female character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really frustrating. Just frustrating. Yeah. Is this where they do Fight Club references? Or is that- yeah, so this is the movie where there's a Fight Club reference. So um, there's, they like, capture a guy, and he's wearing, like, a Fight Club t-shirt. Oh, so good. Yeah, I, know. I love it. Really I love. I want a Fight Club t-shirt. You should get one. Why don't I have a Fight Club t-shirt? Honestly, I don't know. Garbage. Um, and then the other movie I watched, By the Sea, they're just so sad. <laughs> it's it's a just sad. heavy movie. Um, they're like this couple who've been together for a really long time and are really unhappy together. Um, and they go to, he's a writer mm. um, and an alcoholic. And they go Ooh. to France um, and to like get away so he can like have a spot to write. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she's addicted to, um, like, opiates. Mm. She takes a lot of, like, prescribed medicine. Yeah, okay. Um, and just, like, there are so many scenes where she just, like, gets high and sits on the porch and is, like, really unresponsive and it's Aww. really scary. <laughs> um, but then they're in this hotel in on, like, the South French seaside um and this other couple who like just got married and they're also like a beautiful woman um and an artistic man and like they're married and in love and really fresh um and there's a whole angelina jolie's character is stuck in the she kind of like exiles herself to her hotel room every day um and she finds a hole where she can see into their room and she starts spying on them and like yeah, like, really seriously comparing their relationship with her current relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really sad and heavy. Yeah. Oh, um, and I think that it came, like, I mean, I, I think it is a complete leap to be like, and this movie is incredibly reflective of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's relationship at the time. Like, <laughs> she's addicted to opiates and he's an alcoholic. Like, blah. Like, yes! That is not a leap that I'm, like, going to make. But Angelina Jolie did write this movie. Um, and I think that, like, the things that they 
like the couple struggles with was just like um neither of them being very communicative um the husband just like leaves and goes to work every day and then comes back um and like they just fight and like the female character is just really unhappy Mm. um like she's like really clearly depressed um and i think that it is a fair fair enough statement to be like angelina jolie like was writing about experiences that she'd had Mm -hmm. because i'm just gonna put that out there yeah um there were i do think it's interesting how important children were in this movie so um angelina angelina jolie's character like at one point goes to a store and like the storekeeper like has all her kids around and angelina and brad like famously have so many children together um and angelina jolie's character like makes eye contact with one of the kids and is like like she it's like oh she wanted kids like there's an implication that like she wants to be a mother but like can't or something um Mm. and um yeah it's just it but like they have so many it was just kind of weird there was also a pretty interesting part where um angelina's character is gets really paranoid and is like oh like you're gonna leave me for the woman of the new couple like Mm. that's gonna happen and he was like why would you think that and she's like you know why i would think that which is kind of like i know but that's also kind of like i think there's like i'm not team i don't think that cheating is like the worst thing anyone could ever do um but like there is there is a precedent for like this is something you're capable of like you would leave someone that you like love because you've met someone else yeah and like that's a fear that i can see a lot of people having in that situation Mm -hmm. so it was good it was really good it wasn't like great it was um it was like a i think talented artistic person but who is like a famous wealthy actress who's like gorgeous and hasn't really like at some like she's not a she doesn't write screenplays that's not her job you Mm -hmm. know like she's not a seasoned vet in that but yeah it was good and it was really beautifully shot um the clothes were really great and it was in french which was like Ooh. some of not all of it but like french. a significant portion of it was in french which That's i thought cool. was cool yeah nice yeah cool so the the movie i watched was Moneyball, and i wanted to play a song before i talk about it because oh it's the main character's name is billy and and listen to this song and it just says billy in it so it's funny i'm funny and you're listening to this on CTR 11.9 FM. Yes. Killer B. Killer B.
little Billy was only 17. He didn't really fit into any given scene. Kids in his class would harass and they would tease. So when push came to shove, then he would sting like a killer bee. Life was hard for Lil Bill. Trying to be peaceful but dressed like Kill Bill. Nobody stopped to ask how a killer bee feel. They just pat him on his back and said, killer bee killed. You a killer bee? And everyone running, they hide. One killer bee's buzzing outside. Ain't nobody offer a hand. Seem everyone misunderstands. Ain't nobody know how it feel. One killer bee don't wanna kill. Everyone just runs when they see. Killer bee. Say killer, 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 killer bee. Killer, killer bee. No one to kill. No one to kill. Just want to be free. Just want to be free. Killer, killer. Orchestra Workshop Society is having their 40th anniversary celebration. Come to the Roundhouse Community Center November 15th through 18th for a four-day interactive archive performance of new and old works from one of Canada's most significant improv and jazz music collectives. Tickets are on sale now at www.nowsociety.org. For the best in funk, soul, surf, and more music, tune in to Jack Velvet's Suburban Jungle Show, Wednesday mornings from 8 to 10 at CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Add us on Twitter, at Jack Velvet Radio, Jack Velvet's Suburban Jungle Show. Also available, streaming and podcast at jackvelvet.net. On the real world on CITR 101.9 with Dora and Dama. You just listened to Killer Bee featuring Lafa Taylor by Beats Antique. They're cool. And why I play that song is because they talk about Little Billy. And I watched Moneyball. Moneyball. Ugh. Reasons why I watched Moneyball include I love The Big Short and. The Big Short is just, like, a movie that came out, I want to say, 2015, was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, and it's about, like, the f- the stock market crash of t- 2008? 2008, yeah. So, um, that was that was so- the housing market. Oh, yeah, that. Sorry. That thing. <laughs> I don't know how... Stock market crash was the Great Depression? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... I confused the words! I know what I was talking about! No, it's just funny. Anyway, housing things. Um... I love that movie so much. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I love economics, so, like, the big short is... is we a- were literally just talking about what a dork Dama yeah. is. I sleep talk about coding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love economics, and I love the big short, and I found out while listening to, like, something, that the, the book that the big short is based on is by the same author who wrote Moneyball. So I was like... Let's watch Moneyball because I love the big short. Heck yeah. So I watched Moneyball and it's about uh, Billy Bean, main character, Brad Pitt. That's um, his real name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bean is like with an E at the end, but still, that's his name. And he's like an ex-professional baseball player who like never really made it as big as he was predicted to Mm-hmm. make it and right now he's just the guy that basically buys and sells players for this one uh baseball team uh like the oakland a's uh something like that and yeah like the team is struggling they just lost a bunch of their like important players to like the red Sox, i want to say mm. and they're not happy about it billy's not happy about it because it's his job to get players and he does not have money to buy the players that he needs to actually have a good team yeah while he's, like, trying to negotiate with some people, he meets this guy. I want to say Peter something. Definitely something. Um, but his name is Peter. And that's uh, Jonah Hill. Oh, okay. Jonah okay. Hill. Um, and Jonah Hill is just this, like, economics Yale graduate who decides that he's going to use all of his, like, statistical knowledge 
to quantify how good and like the potential of baseball players and yeah he finds a bunch of these players that no one wants to buy because they have like tiny defects like oh they're like not as pretty as some of the like Mm -hmm. other players out there or like they have some like attitude issues or like anything maybe some of them are a little old but he's like objectively speaking they do better on these things and this is what we need so they're way cheaper to buy because no one wants them Mm -hmm. but they end up like the whole point of the movie is that they end up like spending such a small amount of money to like get these players that never thought they were going to get off the ground Mm -hmm. um into the the oakland a's who become so successful yeah because they're just using statistics to quantify a player's potential as well as their actual abilities chris pratt yeah chris pratt is uh, like the one that they like kind of bet everything on they're like this guy that has never played first base i don't know anything about i don't know anything about baseball i should put that out right now but apparently first base is important yeah um it is really important. yeah so chris pratt has never played first base and they're like okay but we're gonna put you there because your stats indicate that you, you would, would be, be good, good. At it. yeah yeah and then they do. And he becomes Kills it. good at it. It's, oh my God. It's so good. I love, like, the reason that I like The Big Short so much is, like, because I love economics and statistics. And then Moneyball takes that as well and uh, does it with, with baseball. Um, Brad is pretty good in it. I like it. He's, like, older. So he it's, like, yeah. more of a serious role that it's he plays. It's a serious role. And, like, I think it, like, was one of the big, like, transition movies, um, for him um like into like not being this like stringy aggro dude like yeah for sure he started being like a stocky serious actor um i have like a bunch of thoughts on brad pitt's career i guess like essentially post fight club because he started becoming this like martyr like all of a sudden he only took roles where he was just like the nicest guy ever which is like pretty interesting um i i a movie that I almost watched, which Dama is going to be like pissed that I didn't, is Inglorious Bastards, which she's been trying to get me to watch forever. Um, still have not done it. Sorry, Dama. <laughs> um, but I think that was like, like that definitely also like started this trend of him only taking films where like he was killing Nazis, which is like a strong, like people can get behind that. Um, or um, a big one that stands out to me is like 12 Years a Slave. He just like played like a really nice white dude like (laughs) where it just like is kind of a bizarre um I think like series of films that he was in that just made him painted him as like this weird cinema saint um and like that's not to say that his character in Glorious Bastards is like a saint but it is it is a kind of like bizarre transition for or I think it was like a bizarre um addition to his filmography like in that sense um brad pitt also i think that we'd be like really remiss to leave out oceans 11 that movie is hilarious um and um really interesting like it really i mean i think it started like this trend of like definitely didn't start this trend of heist movies but it started this trend of contemporary heist movies that um were like funny like actual like serious comedies um which is pretty cool and this like all-star cast as well it kind of revived that which was definitely a thing in like cinematic history like heist movies have been around since the beginning of cinema and all-star casts have been um valued and like used to promote film um same similarly like you kind of want these stars in it and like ensemble casts are like pretty popular but um oceans 11 i think was the first like real contemporary um addition to that or like um trendsetter in that way and he was a huge part of that and he was hilarious part of um i'm so sad andy rusto isn't here um the music department coordinator of the station because he loves brad pitt which is pretty funny if you've ever met andy then you know how funny that is (laughs) um but he he likes him because brad has really serious like comedic talent his comedic timing timing is like pretty impeccable um and that's like demonstrated really strongly in um oceans 11 and also, like, other films that he's done, like, Fight Club, he's, like, pretty funny. He just has this, like, natural um, time weight to him. Um, but that's all the time that we have for the real world, which is pretty devastating. Um, but 
uh shout out to ellen degeneres thank you so much for tuning in up next is dave radio with radio dave um this is nick wisdom playing us out intimate strangers is the album and good times is the song so thank you so much for tuning in and have a lovely day from the people here at citr 101.9 fm